Hey guys, welcome back to the Keep Looking Up podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Craddock. Thank you so much to everyone who took the time to message me last week. I feel like last week's episode was one of the most well-received ones I've done. And that meant a lot to me because it's very important for me to share where I'm at in hopes that y'all will connect to that and relate to it and maybe even use some of the tips that I'm giving you to move on and enrich your own life. So, um, it got me thinking because of the great input that I got on the podcast. Um, when I first started this podcast, I did not want it to be a solo podcast. I really wanted to either have a co-host or to, know that I was going to have guests every week, but, um, part of, you know, I'm kind of like cutting my teeth here and I'm trying to put out content and it's hard to get people to commit to being a guest on your show when you haven't had your show that long. And I'm trying to prove myself. And, um, so what I didn't want to happen when I signed up for this was for me to be doing what I'm doing, which are all these solo episodes. But what I didn't realize at the time was how impactful these solo episodes would be, not just for me to be able to have that outlet, but it's been really impactful for you guys, according to your messages. So um, I'm way more comfortable in this space talking about things that I'm very passionate about that have helped me. So we're kind of I'm still going to continue to have lots of amazing guests. I have some really great ones Um, on the forefront, but I do want to have these solo episodes that are going to be a lot shorter because I know it can be a lot to have to listen to an hour of me, um, always trying to get back to my point. (laughs) So what I'm going to start doing are these shorter condensed solo episodes where I'm not talking about more than one topic in one episode. So that way, it's a lot more digestible. You're not having to fast forward to the 38 minute mark to hear me talk about this, whatever it is. So, um, I'm just going to be putting out content that resonates with me that has helped me. And I hope that y'all enjoy it. So I've talked about the morning routine a ton and I almost feel like it's at nauseum, but, um, I'm passionate about it and I want it to live in its own episode. So that is what we're going to be talking about. This did incredibly well on Instagram too. I had a lot of people wanting to wanting me to send them my screenshots that I had where I'd written out what my morning routine looks like. Um, and to give myself some validity, I think I have a lot of credit in this area. You can trust me in this area because as someone who has very severe ADHD. Um, the morning routine is it's, it's a, it's a juxtaposition because it is the most necessary thing that I need in my life. It is the hardest thing for me to stick to. Um, even if you're not neurodivergent, just having a routine where you know that you're going to be taking care of yourself 
in the morning and in the evening, I think the nighttime routine is just as important as the morning routine. Knowing you're going to have that time to, like I always say, put your oxygen mask on and take care of yourself before you start helping others. Um, I think it's important. So I'm going to just run through. I've read every y'all I've read every book. I've listened to every podcast. I've consumed all the information on morning routine. So I know what I'm talking about. Do I implement everything? Absolutely not because then it'll be noon and I'm still not done with my morning routine. So that's my other advice is find something that works for you. We can all start off in the mornings wanting to get 200 million things done for ourselves and for others. But I think just having a list of things that can be as I think also depending on what you're needing, it can be as complex as you need it or as short as you need it. Some days you don't need a lot of time in the morning. Sometimes you do. So I have done my research and this is what I have found for me is the most attainable morning routine. And the morning routine also is very important. Like I've said, I have all these people who I feel like are in my corner, even though I don't know them. They're all the wellness people that I look up to and Ed Milet being one of them, Mel Robbins being another one that I, she really helps me with the morning routine, get something that I felt like was digestible. And Ed Milet's is pretty digestible too. What I really love that he does first thing when he opens his eyes in the morning is he almost like I was talking about last week, he almost kind of plays the movie of his life in his head. And he just has all these moments of gratitude where he's just imagining like the best moments of his life or the people that he really loves. And he lets it just flood his mind and he lets the feeling of gratitude just completely embody him. And that's how he starts off every morning. If your brain doesn't work that way where you can be creative and think of the movie of your life in the morning, list three things. That's what I have done. I'm going to get all into it in a second. But as far as the gratitude part, um, I think three is enough. But again, taking what you want from these people, taking what you want from me and making it your own and doing what works for you just to have a little peace of mind every day is all you need to do. Okay. So I have, here's my list. Um, Mel Robbins has, she has a whole podcast episode on it. I'll put it in the show notes so you can, you can listen to it, but she has this big thing about not snoozing. And again, a lot of this is trial and error. So you have to see what works for you, but also I fail a lot. So I'm also able to talk about my failures. Um, so I was really good about not snoozing after I heard the research on why, and it's basically, if you are, Waking up in the morning, I know you've all experienced it. I, I experience it all the time. If, if especially like on a weekend, if you wake up and then you're like, mm, I think I could go sleep another hour, and then you go back to sleep, and then you either sleep like shit or you have crazy, crazy dreams. Um, it has to do with your REM cycle. Basically, you're going back into another sleep cycle that gets interrupted because you have to wake back up. Um, it can take you an hour and a half to recalibrate and get back to being alert in the morning. Um, so there's the science aspect of it, but then there's also the, um, keeping promises aspect, which is an Ed Milet lesson that I've learned that changed my whole outlook on confidence 
which he believes confidence is keeping promises to yourself. I talk about this all the time. It just was one of those things like, you know, you never know what really will resonate with you, but that really, really, really resonated with me. Um, so not snoozing your alarm in the morning is the first action that you're taking to prove to yourself that you keep promises to yourself and that you get up when you say you're going to, And before my feet even touch the floor, I have my three gratefuls that I just, and it can be literally anything. Um, and it depends on how deep you want to get into it. If you're a meditator thinking of how great your day is going to go, playing it out in your head, visualizing how your day is going to go, all these also putting in peppering in all these little surprises that happen to you, just kind of envisioning your day so that you have, um, that outlook starting the day. If you have time, that's great. If not just the three gratefuls right when you wake up. The second thing, well, I guess this is third cause gratefuls was second. Um, it's making the bed. It's making the bed. It's important. Um, that's another keeping a promise to yourself. I know, especially since I work from home, if I go into my room and, and is in disarray, I get very, it, it's, it's just very indicative of my brain and how I'm feeling. So if you can start your day where you can go into your room after work and it feels calm and inviting and peaceful, then that is such a win for your day and just taking care of yourself in that way where you're saying, I got you. I'm going to make your bed. So you have somewhere nice to sleep tonight. That is a great way to keep promises to yourself and keep yourself organized and clean. Um, okay. Y'all, y'all think I'm weird on this one, but I'm telling you, I think it, I think it also triggered my amazing spiritual breakthrough last week. And it's the high fiving yourself in the mirror, the Mel Robbins of it all. Um, this is her thing. There's a lot of science behind it. Again, definitely go listen to the episode because I'm not going to do her justice. Um, but after you brush your teeth or do your skincare in the morning, um, high-fiving yourself, making eye contact with yourself in the mirror, because it's something where your brain can't compute that it's not a different person that you're high-fiving yourself. And when you high-five others, it is a shot of endorphins and it's just really good for your mental health. Just kind of like hugs are to high five people. So to high five yourself, um, tricks your brain in a very interesting way. So definitely listen to the podcast again, but, um, it's just your way of saying, I I got you, I got your back. And Mel Robbins tells this really inspiring story about her husband, like just kind of seeing yourself and looking at yourself in the mirror and actually seeing yourself is really, really important. And a lot of people avoid the mirror, and it's, um, you know, it's deep and it's, it's there, it's a therapy moment and it may be woo woo, but I think it's impactful. And if you don't like it, then you don't have to do it. And it's one thing you have to do, but for me, I like it. So I've been doing it. Um, so I, with all of this morning routine stuff, um, atomic habits is a great book and we'll talk about books at the end of the episode. Um, But there's a lot of, again, science behind habit stacking, building habits, getting habits that you'll actually stick to. And a lot of the messaging I send to myself is I have to bribe myself. Just like if you have to go 
run errands that you don't want to do. Like you kind of have to bribe yourself and say, okay, I'll, I'll get a sweet treat or a coffee or just how you have to bribe your kids. You have to, I have to bribe myself to go do things I don't want to do. Um, so my way to get myself to journal in the morning, because I get so overwhelmed sometimes, like, because again, I am a voyeur of morning routines and I wish I could have a two hour one where it just came naturally and it flowed. And I didn't start doing a hundred thousand different things while I was trying to get one thing done. Um, so I have to bribe myself to get myself to do what I want to do in a timely manner. That's not overwhelming. So for me, journaling is like, okay, well, how long am I journaling? What am I journaling about? Um, what's the time limit? How many pages are we having to write it in a journal? Can it be on the computer? Like, you know, I just get in the weeds of like logistics. Um, so I have been reading the artist's way, which I feel like is a game changing book. If you are a creative and the artist's way has the, it's by Julia Cameron, by the way. Um, she has morning pages and morning pages is three pages of handwritten feelings. And I think if you're analytical and you need a prompt and you feel like you're having a hard time, just like writing what you're feeling in the morning, maybe get some prompts and it at the beginning of your journal number, like 20 prompts of what do I want to be doing in five years? What are the, my, the favorite, my favorite things about myself? Um, what qualities do I want a partner? Those kind of things. If you can't think of anything, but I think there's something to be said about sitting down with an open page and just seeing what flows. And that's kind of the point. Um, and I get that the meditating and the journaling can feel so woo woo and weird. And why do we have to do it? But like I explained last week, I think the journaling has really opened my mind to where I'm at. It's just a really good, just how you feel really in your body after a workout. I just feel really in tune with my emotions after I journal. And I just think of it like maintenance. And I was in Dallas last week and I brought my journal and I journaled for one day and then I didn't do it the other three days I was there. And I was so excited to get back to Austin and have my routine and journal. So, um, that one feels very, it felt very daunting at the beginning and now feels way less. And it feels like something I need to do to just kind of check in with myself. So where the habit stacking comes in y'all, I bribe myself. I cannot have coffee until I have done my morning pages. So what I've been doing habit stacking, I don't know what it is. And I'll be interested to hear if y'all feel the same way. I, I have a like automatic coffee maker. I have an Nespresso, like all the things, but there's something about making a French press and taking the time or pour over whatever it is, taking the time to actually do something that has a outcome besides just pressing a button is kind of rewarding. So that's what I do while I'm journaling is I let my French press sit. And then that is my lovely, lovely reward right after my journaling. Um, so you'd be surprised how quick you will write things down when you have coffee waiting for you afterwards. Um, and then from there, I, that only takes me about five minutes. 
I get that coffee and I head out the door and I put sunscreen on my face before I do that. Um, but I make sure if I can to get outside and get some vitamin D and I take a 10 minute walk. I just take 10 minutes in the morning to move my body. Literally I walk down a few blocks and then I come back and sometimes if I have the time that will lead me into a longer workout. Sometimes I just need to get my butt in the sun, um, and moving my body. And I only have 10 minutes and you can take your dog, you take your baby in a stroller, whatever you can take your dog in a stroller, whatever you need to do, just get outside. Um, and those are my kind of non-negotiables. And it was interesting for me also to be out of town last week to see how I stuck with them. And the ones I felt the most when I didn't do it was, uh, the journaling and the vitamin D when you get accustomed to being outside and getting those endorphins in the morning, that dopamine who it's good. Also, this is very important. Two more things before I move on to the books. Um, I have been really trying not to check my phone in the mornings until my morning routine is done. So, um, like I've talked about, get a hatch alarm. So you're not having to check your phone in the mornings. That has been a huge game changer. And so I won't check that phone until I'm on the walk. And that's only to either play music or a podcast. And, um, there's a whole science, especially with neurodivergent people like me, where it's called dopamine deprivation, basically. So you're not getting up and first thing you're doing is getting that dopamine hit from, from checking your phone so that you're delaying it. And it makes it so much better when you get it later, because you're having to do those things that you get dopamine, um, from not checking your phone. So like being outside, you know, doing all the things that we know we need to do, but don't want to. So that's been my morning routine. I feel like that's very digestible. I will keep it I'll keep y'all updated if anything changes, but that's been what's keeping me grounded. It doesn't feel like it's too much to handle in the morning. It's amazing if I can add some meditation to that. Usually not because I'm just up and running. Um, but if you need more time, try to make time for yourself. You definitely deserve it because we got to put, I literally need to get the oxygen mass thing like tattooed on my body. Um, So I like this new format. We've got some exciting stuff in the works where I'm going to have another format for you guys to listen to, um, to get all of your tips and tricks that you want from me and all the fun things. So we're going to be rolling that out soon. Um, so, oh, I have one more thing before I talk about the book. I forgot about this. The nighttime routine, I will say, I think is as important as your morning routine, um, talked about this before, but I want it to live here. Um, if you can romanticize it in a way of viewing your nighttime routine as a turndown service, that's what I have to do. And I love it. So I get my aromatherapy going. I maybe light a candle. I turn down the bed. I go get my water for the night. I do my skincare. I lock down the house, you know, all the fun stuff that you have to do. Um, But what I also will do is I always, always, always have to put my clothes out the night before. Um, Also, decision fatigue is a thing in the morning as 
many things that you can do so your mind can be on autopilot will be so much better because that's how you continue to do your habits is making it as easy as possible. Um, and for me too, that means I have to put shoes on. So it's like very annoying. Like right after I make my bed, before I do my skincare, I get dressed with shoes, the whole thing. Cause that way, when I leave my bedroom for the morning, my bed's made, my space is tiny. I tidy. I'm going out to my living room. I'm going to journal. I'm going to have my coffee and then I'm going on my walk. I'm not having to go back to my room, pick out an outfit because then it's not going to get done. So that's where the habit stacking also comes in, just making it as easy as you can for yourself. And that can be like putting the coffee grounds in the coffee maker, all those things that just make your morning smooth and seamless doing the dishes. So you're not waking up first thing thinking, Oh my God, I gotta do the dishes and laundry, just setting yourself up for success. That's my last thing about the morning routine. Okay. So, um, I've decided cause I had so many people message me last week telling me they got, um, the book that I recommended and I've been talking about doing this for a while and I'm finally going to implement it. So we are going to start a keep looking up book club. So every month we will pick a new book. I'll say, I'll announce on the podcast and on social what the book of the month is going to be. And then at the beginning of every month, I will have my book review and I, we will talk about the book. Um, I'll get some of you guys to share your opinions with me. I would love that. And we can just talk about what we loved about the book and why I recommended it. And some will be books that I have not read before. So we'll be reading them together. And some will be books that I'm obsessed with and think that you should be reading them at least once a year. It just will vary. And who knows where this could lead us. I would love to do maybe like a subscription box at some point um, where you get, you know, quarterly books that I recommend and that's the book club. So we'll hopefully get there at some point. So, um, we're going to start this June 1st. So the book for June is we're just going to start with what I recommended last week. Cause a lot of you have already ordered it. And that is ask and it is given manifest your desires by Esther and Jerry Hicks. Um, this is a great intro to manifesting for anyone who wants to see what it's all about, wants to dip their toe in, And I think also where I have a little credibility y'all is I know a lot of this stuff can seem really woo woo at first. And some of it is, and you just like, if your brain doesn't, isn't wired to think like that, that's okay. And you can just be like, okay, I don't understand that part, but I did get a lot from this, this, and this. And I think that's okay. We don't have to subscribe to every single thing that every book we read tells us, or we don't have to agree with every single thing that someone that we look up to in any sort of influencer space, celebrity space, whatever it looks like, like everyone has things that they resonate with and that they don't. Um, so I feel like I can tell you like, yeah, at the beginning of asking it is given, they're talking about some stuff that I don't understand about like, it's not, but basically like quantum physics and all that stuff. I don't understand that. I don't, I don't subscribe to that right now. I might, if I keep living in Austin, I don't know, maybe, but for now, like some of it, I can be like, okay, you know, that's a little, it's it's a little heady, but here's what you might relate to. So we can be on this journey together, but I think it's a great idea. I'm really looking forward to it. 
And then maybe we can see where that leads us. I would love to do, you know, cause I think what's fun about book club is book club can mean lots of things. Like I feel like if my mom had book club, it just meant they were all just going to be like gossiping and drinking. So maybe we could have a um, book club in Fredericksburg at some point where it's really just us on a wine tour, but it's book club, you know, we're busy. We're booked and busy at book club. Um, all right. Well, I spontaneously booked a trip to Cabo. Um, this episode will air Thursday. I will be gone. I literally booked it on Monday. I'm so proud of myself. I've not been traveling. I'm so, so excited to just go somewhere for a few days. I'm just going to sit my happy ass in the sun and journal. (laughs) Yay me. So fun being in your thirties. I love it. I'm very excited. So, um, I'll be in Cabo and then I'll be back here and then it'll almost be my birthday. And then it's almost puppy time. I get my new puppy on May 3rd and I'm very, very excited about that. So we've got some, uh, new things blossoming. I'm excited about this book club. So go ahead. Um, if you want to buy the book on Amazon, I have it in my store. So go ahead and buy the book because we're going to be talking about it. You have, you have about a month, you've about a month and a half to read the book. And it's very good. So I'm excited. All right, you guys keep looking up because that's where it all is. I hope you all have a great week. I'm just gonna get Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe and rate. Keep looking up anywhere you stream your podcasts. And to stay up to date on all my latest episodes, you can follow at KLU Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or on my website at carolinecraddock.com. And always remember, keep looking up because that's where it all is.